I am not a bounty hunter. Jabba ruled with fear. I intend to rule with respect. I'm here to make a proposal that's mutually beneficial. Why speak of conflict when cooperation can make us all faking Star Wars Radio? That's right, it's another fantastic episode of Faking Star Wars Radio, the official podcast of FakingStarWars.net. My name is Storm Duper, and with me today in the studio is my great co-host Tiberon Tour as we embark on a journey into the literary underbelly of Tatooine and discuss the soon-to-be-released Disney's Marvel's Lucasfilm the book of Boba Fett. We can't wait to get into this with you all. You don't want to go anywhere. You're no good to me dead, Teeb. Um, that's the only reason you're here, by that's the way. That's about what I expect from you. Yeah. Yeah. Are you I still don't know what the hell you did to IG-69. That poor b- nope. guy, you know, he's just floating around in space, I guess. Nobody nobody knows what happened to him. Uh, the last I heard, he was still making barbecue sauce in uh, Southeast Asia somewhere. Out of real Southeast Asians, I hope. Yeah, yeah, and tourists. You know, he's an equal opportunity uh, psychopath. They got uh, a lot of tourists out there right now in Southeast Asia, do they? <laughs> I think some that got stuck there, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, um, this has uh, been uh, an episode that we've been excited to do for y'all uh, because, of course, we've known for a year now that we're getting this show, um, the book, the TV show, the audiobook of Boba Fett, um, releasing on December, I believe, 29th, Teeb. Wow, that's like only a, a few days away now. I know. It's uh, about a week. I guess that's a week, right? A week and a half? Whenever this podcast release, it'll probably be like three years before prior. Or so, um, but yeah, so I'm I'm excited because any new Star Wars show gets me like really jittery. Uh, you know, it's that Christmas feeling. How are you? You get emotionally erect. I I'm I am emotionally compromised to record this podcast right now. My lightsaber is at um full mast. Oh, full so, mast. Oh, mine's yeah. a little like more like half mast right now. I mean, because it's it's this is all, this is all speculation at this point. We're not really sure what to expect. Right. Whereas our next shows are going to be, well, they'll be reactions. So I'm very excited about that. They'll be something yes, to react to. So this to. this is a kickoff of a new series, part of Faking Stars Radio. We're going to be doing weekly reviews of the Book of Boba Fett. Um, so look for that with myself and you, Teeb. Um, it's going to be a lot of hard work for you. Are you are you up to the task? Do or do not, there is no try. Great, great. Some little um, green Muppet told me that once. Mm. <laughs> uh, would you do everything a, a psychotic, a psychedelic green Muppet told you to do? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, absolutely. So. Like if any of my sentient Muppets told me to do anything, I would absolutely do it 100% without any hesitation or questioning whatsoever. That's why I love you. Uh, this is going to be an interesting episode. You know, we have a lot of listener mail. Uh, we're going to hear later uh, from a Galactic Faking News, actually, on site on Tatooine. Um, and we also have some story predictions uh, for the Book of Boba Fett. However, we want to start it off with a bang. It's been several months, Teeb, since we've had a duel of the fakes. Yes. I know that's your favorite Preach. thing we do. Yeah. So, do you know what your score is? Uh, it's been a while. I believe I'm undefeated. I, I mean, I don't know. We the, the last one we did was on spaces, and I think I nailed it. I'm oh, that's right. We sure did a live spaces uh, uh, duel of the fakes. 
Great. Well, this one or is all about the Boba Turkish Fett. kid and made him cry. <laughs> that was great. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a little bit too much blue milk that night and a little little curdled blue milk I got had, into your system or something. I had all the spotchka in the in the sector. Exactly. Yeah. There was none left yes. after that night. So there you remind me. My goodness. That was a you've triggered me, T, but I don't know if I can continue now. Do all of the face. Do all Well, team, Duel of the Fakes, as you know, uh, there are three stories that all should be fake. However, one of the stories is a sneaky, sinister bounty hunter hiding out in plain view who's actually a fake fake, a true story. And your job is to spot the fake fake, Teeb. Are you ready? I've given this a lot of thought. I've been preparing for this all day. I haven't gone on the internet all day. Anything that you've seen on the internet is uh, one of my proxies that I have run my accounts. And uh, just so I wouldn't have any chance of being spoiled, even a, rem- remotely, even a little bit. So well, I'm you ready. Know, normally, normally these are written by our CEO and leader, great leader in chief, uh, Willie Bobo. Um, but Willie Bobo has taken a small hiatus. Uh, and so this one comes to us from Link Vox a Million. He's written a few do all the fakes he has a little different style i would say he's more of a hemingway writer but more terse uh in his approach so i'll try to jazz it up a bit um eh, for you but uh the first story is in his very first appearance in the star wars holiday special as you recall uh there was that little 16 minute cartoon piece which is apparently now available on disney plus by the way um in which boba fett does appear. And so Boba Fett was portrayed by legendary Looney Tunes voice actor Mel Blanc, who's also, of course, the voice of Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, and many others. So what do you think? Um, that's the first one. Any any uh, thoughts? Any Mel Blanc, eh? Mel Blanc, Mel Blanc. LeBlanc, Mel LeBlanc. LeBlanc. Was he also Pepe Le Pew? That's that. That's gonna. I need to know if he was Pepe Le Pew as well. He was Pepe. I need to make sure it's somebody who's been canceled. Yes. By, oh, he's know, been canceled a million times over. Okay. Okay. So. Hmm. So that's so the first. Can one. he do? Can he do a convincing Kiwi accent though? I think Mel Blanc can do every accent. I mean, honestly, he's a. Isn't he, he dead? Yeah, he's dead. Oh yes, but he would not have been dead in. 1978 or 79 when ah, the holiday special came out. Okay, see, I thought you were trying to trick me. Here, there's like a little tricky trick. A little no, tricky no, he, he died. I think in the uh, late 80s, mid 80s, something like that. So that sucks. Okay. Um. All right. So that's I'm, the first uh, one. I'm not going to tell you how I'm leaning just yet. Okay. Okay. The second story is that while working on the original editions of the original trilogy, George Lucas himself considered adding in a post-credit scene at the end of Return of the Jedi. Um, you know, as you know, the special editions included lots of interesting additions, like that music scene in, in the um, Jabba's Palace. So George Lucas was considering to put in a post-credit scene at the end of Return of the Jedi, teasing Boba Fett's survival after being eaten by the Sarlacc pit. So I'm imagining just like a 30-second thing of him coming up out of the pit or something, and 
you know, spitting down into it or dropping a quarter down into it or something and, and wishing on a star for um, a bounty hunter partner or something, I guess. Um, but after being eaten by the Sarlacc pit, decided against it because he did not think that filmgoers would wait through the credits to see it. So he thought, well, it's uh, it's not going to be worth spending the you know money on it. As you know, George Lucas is very tacaño. Uh, he's very shrewd with his cash. Um, so that's why we didn't get that post-credit survival scene. Right away, I'm eliminating that one. Okay. Be- and I'll tell you why. Because I'm having a psychic premonition. But that's wrong. No, the real reason I'm eliminating it is because... There would have been deleted scenes about it all over the internet by now. I would have seen this. Like, even storyboarding it, like thumbnails, something. I haven't heard anything about this at all. Not through my Imperial connections, my Rebel connections, any of my connections. Nobody's mentioned this at all. Well, you you must consider here, you you listen carefully, that that all this rumor says is that George Lucas considered adding it Considered. Which means that maybe he sat there having coffee with Steven Spielberg and talked about the possibility. I mean, it may not have gotten off the ground beyond that conversation with Spielberg. I mean, who knows? He could have been on the toilet thinking about something. That he doesn't very mean well that could have was been. I mean, as you know, like m- many fans would pay big money to have just a streaming service of George Lucas's bathroom, uh, twenty four hours a day. So, or just have Jar Jar Binks playing in your head all day. It's the same thing, essentially. So, yeah, I mean, we're not saying that he actually planned it, shot it, and then cut it. But what this what this fake 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 rumor is saying is that he considered adding in a post credit scene, which seems George-ish, you know, uh, because maybe he was gonna create a a whole movie about Boba Fett down the line. Who knows? Keeping mm-hmm. his bases his options open. I don't know. Let me hear the next one. Okay. And the third story, which should be fake, is that many Star Wars fans believe fervently. I might add that Disney renamed Boba Fett's iconic Slave One starship, when in reality it was not renamed. However, it was mistakenly referred to as Clone One in a Star Wars reference book. So you may have heard mm. that, uh, you know, in the last few years, some material came forward saying that it was no longer called Slave One. I think there was a box of a toy that said Boba Fett's starship or something instead of Slave One. So the rumor circulated that the ship had been renamed because of the whole hegemonic patristics of slave ownership that uh, Disney loves to eschew. Um, as long as they're the slave owner, though, it's okay. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, wow. in any um, case. Wow. All right. Give them to me again. All right. The Rapid first one fire. is about Mel Blanc. Voicing right. Boba Fett in the Star Wars Holiday Special cartoon. Okay. The second one is about George Lucas envisioning or considering a end credit survival Sarlacc scene of Return of the Jedi. And the third one is about Disney's uh, renaming the ship Slave One, uh, but being referred to as Clone One in a Star Wars reference book. Eliminate one of them for me. I would be happy like to, to but you must make a selection first. I will select... Clone one. Okay, so you think that that is the fake story. The fake, fake story. The fake, fake. I believe that's the fake, fake. I think that's the real deal. Which one would you have gone for if you hadn't gone for that one? The Mel Blanc one. The Mel Blanc one, yeah. 
Right. Well, I am going to eliminate the second story about the editing uh, in the uh, end sequence. I think you you uh, probably knew that that one's not true. Um, so that one's off the books, Teeb, uh, because actually, um, while he did envision this scene in Return of the Jedi, um, he actually meant to to put it in just after like the heroes leave Tatooine. Um, so it was supposed to be a little scene vignette right after they leave to go to the rendezvous point. Um, but it was never implemented because he felt that the audience would expect to see Fett show up in the rest of the movie. Um, right, so, it's a setup without a without a payoff. Exactly, people so, would have been like, "What happened to Boba Fett?" Yeah, so so you were wrong in that he didn't that you didn't think he even considered it. He certainly did. Um, so I I think that you've already lost half a point. <laughs> How? No, there's no such thing as half points. <laughs> there's whole point. This isn't you know this we're not we're not doing any half measures. This isn't uh you know correct. We're Star not correct. Trek. Mm, this there is, is Star no Wars. half point. There were extra credit. <laughs> Yeah, this isn't the Kobayashi Maru or something. A Jedi's strength flows from a tyrannical pedagogical format. Mm -hmm. Okay, Professor. So what do you think? Number one about Mel Blanc or number three about Slave One renaming? I ha I'm going to have to go with the the Clone One, Slave One. I think that's legit. I'm still sticking with that. All right. Well, the first rumor actually is fake. Uh, the bounty hunter was was voiced by none other than Don Franks. Have you ever heard that name before, Don Franks, Teep? I've heard of Don Adams. I've heard of Don Knotts. Okay. I've not heard of Don Franks. Does this ring a bell? Ding, 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 yeah, Don Franks. Would it have been him or Claw? Well, he voiced Dr. Claw in Inspector Aha. Gadget, as well as Sabretooth in the X-Men animated series, which I have not seen, but I'm sure is worth your time. Interesting. Is it on Disney Plus now that Disney owns all Marvel properties? Ooh, maybe. Odd Infinitum? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Um, oh, the X-Men series is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think is it is. Is it really? Actually. Okay, cool. I've never seen yeah. it. I'm not a big X-Men person. I just like Wolverine because he's the hairy. 90s. The 90s animated, the, the 90s cartoons were good. All right. They were very close to the comics. Sweet. Sweet. As long as Wolverine's in there, I'm good. So Yeah, Wolverine's in there with his nice tights for you. Mm. Tight tights. Nice. So that means that you're correct. Amazingly, you've done something good today in your life. How do you feel? I feel wonderful, and now I'm undefeated for 2021. That's true. So in the 2015 canon reference book called Ultimate Star Wars, Slave One was mistakenly referred to as Clone One on two separate pages. So whether that was some kind of Freudian slip or some malapropism of sorts, uh, it, it was only a mistake, a typo, an editorial error. Um, and, and so we can rest in the banquet of tyranny knowing that Boba Fett's ship is still called Slave One. Wow, so now I'm a little confused because I thought that the gist of it was that they're now calling it Clone One. Isn't it now just Boba Fett's ship or is As it still Slave One? According to this, it is still called Slave One to the best of my understanding. I will admit it's written a little bit strangely, so we may have to tweet at LinkVoxAmillion um, on Twitter and see what he thinks. Uh, you know, he's head of faking fandom and creative content for faking Star Wars. If you if you're not sure about you know this duel of the fakes, you can take it to him. Don't 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 shoot the messenger, Teep. I have enough. No, no, I never I never blast the messenger. You know, I I don't. If I did, I'd shoot first though. I wouldn't wait. Yeah, I'm not well, but I mean, like with a body like mine, you know, I'm constantly getting uh, interrupted and uh, you know uh, bugged all the time anyway. So I don't need any more. Um, inconveniences. So thank you for, for that. I appreciate it. I'll spare you. I will always spare you. Yes. 
Great. Well, um, it's time now, Teeb, to cast our gaze towards the past. Let's look back at the history a little bit of Boba Fett for our listeners and for ourselves, um, just to kind of get ready for this show, because uh, of course there's going to be a lot of material that they can dig up from from previous canon materials. So um, let's start with talking about Boba Fett in the prequels, because chronologically, of course, that's where we first meet him in the Star Wars saga. Uh, He's an annoying little kid in a jumpsuit on Kamino, who is can I can I do it real quick? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> well, what is that? Let's get him, Dad. <laughs> Let's get him, Dad. Oh, right, the laugh. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So clearly had some psych, psych, psychopathic sort of tendencies. Enjoyed killing people. Um, he did see his dad decapitated by um, Mace Windu. Um, well, it's for the kids. Yeah, you know what? What do you think really happened to to him after that? I know that the the Clone Wars kind of picked up on his storyline a little bit. Hmm. What did they say? Because I I don't remember what happened he, to him. As, he as got a kid. in league with some criminal uh, syndicates and was like, you know, running jobs around the galaxy, unmasked, I might say. So he was not listening to the Galactic CDC uh, during his tenure as a. Uh, you know, amateur bounty hunter. Hmm. See, now I read the Han Solo trilogy, and I've mentioned this several times. I actually really prefer the way they did Boba Fett's origin there. Uh, he's actually a, a human. I don't think he's a clone. He's just a, a a guy. He's just a Mandalorian bounty hunter. Just so, a dude. Yeah, just a guy. You know, a simple guy going through the the galaxy. Just I'm just doing a boy. Stuff. Da, da. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Okay. So he sees his dad killed by the jedi which would give him a distinct hate you know a a, a vendetta against the jedi one would Um, think yeah one would think so that that would explain why he probably doesn't like them uh what you never really find out though in any of this uh no that's not true i guess his dad taught him some tricks right i guess his dad he was around long enough for his dad to teach him like like how did he know that han was going to pull off the I mean, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but how did he know that Han was going to pull off the, the garbage trick, right? He's the one that, that knew the trick. And he's like, oh, yeah, I, I see you, buddy. And then he follows him. Right. So where did he learn that trick from his dad? Well, it's kind of like in um, Inglorious Bastards. Uh, I don't remember the name of the, the Nazi captain who comes in at the first scene and tells him, like, to think you have to think like a Jew to find the Jews, you know? Um, and so that's kind of like Boba Fett. He's able to think like a bounty hunter. He's able to think like a smuggler, uh, rather. Um, so he's actually able to think like his prey, as it were. Right, but you never see him getting that training. So basically I'm seeing Boba Fett as a Mary Sue. He is. You're right. You, you never see him learn any of those skills from his dad other than, you know, <laughs> we're going to you know sneak up on him or something. Boba I don't Sue. Know. Yeah, where did he get his training? His dad doesn't stick around very long. You know, nope. Deadbeat. Nope. Get it? <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. Say, <laughs> yeah, he's a deadbeat dad, right? He, he dies in one beat. Boom, bam, done. So, so then, uh, and and then who raises him? He's like Omega, right? In my mind, he's like Omega, right? He, but he's he's in with a bad crowd instead of a bad batch. He's in with a bad crowd. He gets mm. raised by by bad people. That that that's why, and we'll talk about this when we get further in the show. But I really want to know what they're gonna do with these characters because they're both. You got a bounty hunter and an assassin. This is a kid's show? <laughs> I think we have definitely passed that. 
uh, Rubicon. I mean, I don't think there's any pretense anymore that Star Wars is being made for kids. Do you? It's definitely made for kids. You think? Uh, have you watched Bad Batch? Have you watched Resistance? Well, those are cartoons. I don't consider them fully canon anyway because, like, live action is where it's at for me. Wait, so you don't consider Rebels canon? I mean, it's not that I don't consider it canon, but it's kind of like the appendix. Hmm, the appendix. I like that. That's a good way of saying it. Yeah. I mean, the real important stuff is live action. So it has to be live action. It should be, in my opinion. So you're a, a, a cartoonist. I am. Yes, through and through. You get it? Like a, a racist cartoonist? I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I disagree with things that are suggested it, to me. It's, yeah, without it's thinking. It's cartoonist, yeah. but it's like racist, but it's just cartoonist, unless it would be cartoonist-ist. And then, you know, Well, then I would be weird. I would be opposed only to cartoonists, I suppose. Cartoonists. Yeah, yes. exactly. So that's very interesting to me. So you you just don't even... Con- that, maybe that's why you didn't like Vision so much, because it was cartoons. Possibly. Maybe we're possibly. getting to the root of your, your you know... Your bigotry, That's possibly. Good. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm I'm sorry for that. Uh, it is just something. Maybe it's because I personally can't draw well. Um, as you've seen, like from my my avatar, it's uh, it's it's not exactly like a work of art. Wait, you did you didn't draw Goober, did you? That that's the well, I I tried to draw Goober, failed, and then tried to draw my avatar, failed, and then enlisted Linkbox a million to draw my current avatar. If you saw my original yes. one, it was um, it it looked it it basically looked like what you'd expect to find in the bathroom after Vegan the Hut gets out of there, so. <laughs> um, but <All> right. <laughs> in any case, in any Thanks case, visual. so so we get yeah, we get to Boba as this, you know, confirmed bad guy, right? I mean, that's who he is. He's a bad guy. Uh, he kidnaps Duh. Han. He screws up the plot of the Empire Strikes Back. Um, you know, uh, he almost kills Luke Skywalker. By the way, do you remember that he shoots at Luke on uh, Cloud City? There's a, a brief scene where Luke is trying to find Han and Leia, and he sees them. And then Leia goes, "Luke, Luke, it's a trap! It's a trap!" And then later on, Boba Fett actually shoots at Luke. Um, and I always wondered, like, why did that happen? Because the whole idea, I thought, was to lure Luke into that carbon freezing area um, so that he could be brought to see the Emperor. And I always found that to be a bit of a plot hole, um, you know, something that, that made me squirm a little bit. But then I realized it didn't matter because if they killed Luke, then their problems would be gone anyway. So, you know, it's kind of a little bit of a plot hole, but not too big. But Boba Fett could have killed Luke Skywalker, which is pretty amazing. What if Boba Fett had killed Luke and Vader's like no no knew at that moment that that was his son, right? Yeah, like, what would he have done? That would Boba? be interesting. It would mm. be a bad day to be Boba Fett. Yeah, <laughs> Boba would be getting a whooping. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, because remember, he's very clear: no disintegrations. That's so true. it's like, are you, I don't I don't remember that scene now. It's interesting when we when we did Empire. I don't rem- I do remember saying that um when uh the stormtroopers are about to shoot at chewbacca Mm -hmm. vader lifts up the blaster so he can't kill chewbacca uh yeah right like that was a simple oh yeah yeah like boba fett raises his blaster when chewie is throwing stormtroopers down into the carbon freezing chamber um yeah and 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 vader restrains him yes you're you're correct yeah it is boba yeah yeah Yeah, he's on vader's leash for sure so he clearly had some permission to attack luke on some level uh he didn't act with unless um, he was told to miss you know what i'm saying that's true yeah 
he might have been driving him somewhere, like say to the cryo chamber. Yeah. So so after Boba uh, takes uh, Han to Tatooine, he decides to just camp out and live up the life, I guess, uh, for a year. Like I believe in in canon timeline, it's it's basically a year between those two films, and so he probably was whoring it up with the Twi'leks, Twi'leks, um, having a grand old time on the Spotchka. Um and then he gets tossed into the pit. And this is where this is where things go fuzzy, and we will talk about this later. But uh, what I want you to to do now is is just to revisit what we see of him later in the Mandalorian. So that first appearance uh, of him is sort of mysterious when he picks up Fennec Shan, but then we see him in earnest, uh, bald, um, you know, as a Tuscan impersonator, basically. Uh, what mm. was your impression of his appearance in the Mandalorian in general? Well, I appreciated how they revealed him. Yeah, you know he's stoic, so he he doesn't say a lot of things unless he needs to, which you know that's a serious character in Star Wars, somebody who doesn't talk a lot, right? They, they, yes. they speak when they need to. Um, he speaks softly and carries a, a big gaffy stick, right? That scene where he kicks all their asses with the gaffy stick is pretty much the the coolest scene of that season of the Mandalorian, in my opinion. Um, why he saves Fennec Shand, though, other than to be a piece of ass, I don't know. Like, Maybe he they knew never her. really explained that. Maybe he knew her, and he saw, because, you know, he he wanted to be tapped into the criminal syndicate and stuff, and it's very possible that he had some understanding of her abilities or had heard about her in the past. No, he wanted to be tapping, for sure. Maybe he wanted to tap her. Is that what you're suggesting? That's what I'm suggesting. Okay. Yes. That's my innuendo. Do I need to spell it out for you? <laughs> so they're going to have a, a boba baby? A boba baby. Okay. For me, well, when you now, see him on the throne. She had a mechanized throne, stomach because of her blaster shot, so does that mean that she has a cyber uterus? Sure. Why not? Hmm. I forgot about that, but yeah, she does have a cyber uterus, so maybe she could give like birth to an omega. Interesting. Well, we're getting, no, we're for getting me, off. That, that, that scene where he's on the throne, it reminded me of Conan. Conan the like Barbarian. Conan the Barbarian. The, Bo- the of Conan. Barbarian. He, he will have his own kingdom and his own queen. Like, I don't understand why he would save Fennec Shand. I think it, I think it's as simple as she's a she's a, one of the one of the crew, you know? She's in the club of bounty hunters. Okay, then going back to Return of the Jedi, do you think that he was hanging out with her in Return of the Jedi? If she was around, she would have been very young, but yeah, I think so. Like how young? Maybe twenty. I suppose okay. he was probably thirty in in Return of the Jedi. So in other words, is this a, is this a mentor? Could be relationship, could be. or is this a romantic relationship? Is this a a relationship of convenience? What is he getting out of it? He's not the kind of person that does selfless things it, up until now. Maybe he's had some kind of transforma- transformation that I'm sure maybe the well, book of Boba I mean, Fett he clearly did tell us about. did help the Mandalorian and Baby Grogu, right? So he's not. He he became kind of a good guy in the Mandalorian for the second half of the season two, right? Yeah. So he but he def- wanted his armor. He he got his armor, but once he got his armor, he still helped. Yeah, right? I'm still trying to figure out why. I think it's because he has a loyalty to the Mandalorians. Uh, still, in spite of the fact that he's not a true Mandalorian. But he hates the Jedi. He helped the, you know, the prime Jedi. He helped Luke Skywalker and. Again, hmm. yeah, he helped Luke Skywalker and Grogu. Maybe it's a maybe it's poor writing and character development, possibly. Then, 
all I'm saying is I hope that these are addressed in the book of the book, the audio TV movie show book of Boba Fett. <laughs> I'm sure all and more. Um, so what do you think uh, is really going on um, as we speculate wildly? How did he get out of that Sarlacc pit? Faking Star Wars listener mail. You know, that sound means it's now time for listener mail. Um, very apropos, actually, of your um, question here. Uh, this comes to us from the mediocre critic. He asks, I'm really curious about how they represent the character. For his entire film life, he has been cool-looking badass. Hmm. He has been so what a you know what his cool armor is looking look badass. Like? He has been cool. Looking badass. So there's some punctuation issue here. Um, I want to know who... Well, he's mediocre, so... I want to know who his is. What drives him? <laughs> what are his fears? Underneath the helmet, what does Fett want? So thank you for your question, the mediocre critic. Um, thank you for yours question. Um, and uh, what do you think? What does he want? That's really what, what we were talking about, I guess. What does the mediocre critic want? Is what I want to know. What does he want to know? He I'm wants lost. a punctuation the lesson. It, the way you read it, I feel like you didn't do it right. You, no, you I, I read it wrong. as written. As written. <laughs> <laughs> I think. So he wants to know what he looks like under the helmet. He wants to know what does Fat want underneath the helmet okay so that's kind of my question too right and i'm going back to what i said i would very much love to know his motivations right and and acting and in storytelling and everything you always want to know what's your motivation what's what is boba fett's motivation he survived the sarlacc pit and now he's on tatooine apparently he really likes tatooine um you know he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that wouldn't be able to get a ship if you want to get the hell out of there he's very I, resourceful so i see this he, as just being opportunistic i i don't see there being a larger play here i just think he he sees what he can do uh he sees that he can take over and that's what he wants to do and he's gonna you know, shoot anyone in his path. Big fish, little pond kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Jabba's dead. Everybody's, you know, bib, bib. It's a power it vacuum. Classic power vacuum plot. Yeah. He's not exactly much of a threat, bib. That's what happens, you know, in these uh, gangster towel. films when the two families fight, you know, then there's a power vacuum. So Yeah, of course. All right, so our next question comes to us. Why, from... bring in an, why bring in a heavy? Why bring in Fennec Shand? Why keep her around? Just as his number two? Just as his know. confidant? I don't know. Let's let's drop the Fennec Shan thing because I have nothing to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's like you're you're like the Meg, right? Like like on Family Guy, they didn't yeah. know how to write a girl, a 16 year old girl, so they they crap on her all the time. So that that's you're gonna basically it. turn Fennec Shan into Meg. Got it. Basically, good to yes. know. Faking Star Wars bigamy is bigamy the right thing? Is that the right word? I believe I am, a bigamist is uh, one who like engages in... Isn't a bigamist like kind of like Luke and Leia having sexy time? <laughs> That's incestuous. That incest. I don't know. I, I, I'm not you know up on my uh, <laughs> horrible Your, your sexual picadillos? Words. I don't know. You could have surprised me with that <laughs> face. <laughs> ah, are, yeah, you really nice are asking me on a children's podcast to Google the definition of bigamy? <laughs> It's in the Bible. Bigamy is when you are married to someone and you get married to someone else. Of course. Okay, so what is it then? Chauvinistic? Are we just chauvinists? Probably, yeah. Okay, that sounds about 
better. Than I know you are for sure. Male chauvinistic uh, Gamorrean guards. Yes. So we have another question from Cam Ray, Cam Ray Semi Productions, who frequent contributor to Faking Star Wars as well, by the way. Uh, Cam Ray asks, will a single book actually make an appearance in the show? It's an interesting question because are there books in Star Wars universe? Yes, there Other certainly are. Other than the, the, you know, the books that Yoda blew up but didn't blow up and Ray touches and they come back to life or something, magical books. Yeah, there are books. And, and, and remember, uh, I mean, Why? think about this. Luke, Why have books? Because they can't be copied as readily into like you can't copy a book (laughs) not as readily you you know you have to like scan it or like handwrite it out like a scribe you know if it's digital you you need a bunch of monks you need a bunch of uh maybe that's why the jedi exist because they're actually just all scribes that's right cells that was i mean you know think about the librarian that was basically her job was to prefer preserve jedi information and knowledge and a lot of that stuff was written by hand i'm sure no, you said it right the first time, pervert. I mean, think about that library. Of course Star Wars has books in it. In in Attack of the Clones, when Obi-Wan's going on his uh, mission to find Camino, uh, there's a whole library of books there. I thought those were all digital books, though. I, mean, I thought that probably was like a lot a of them are. But it's like today, if you go to the, um, you know, your local library, uh, you'll find uh, <laughs> paper Get books. Get your library card. Make yeah. sure you have your water bill. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you went to your local library, Teeb? <laughs> have you ever? <laughs> I have a toilet, so I don't need to poop in the in in the you know on the floor. Right. Well, yeah, my county that is a very famous or infamous county in in Dagobah <laughs> um, actually has a problem with homeless people pooping there, right. and they don't even go. They don't even do it in the toilet. They do it literally in the aisles. Like <laughs> the just, last time, on. the last time I went to the local library, I went up. Uh, I, there was the floor where they have like you know twenty computer monitors basically for like people to log into the internet and literally like two-thirds of them had like port hub like oh with videos God. playing and i was just like what the heck <laughs> <laughs> while i was there a librarian kicked another guy out for watching porn at the same time <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Okay, so going back to Cam's amazing question about books. Yeah. What books, I won't say her name because you don't like her anymore, but what book then? Book. He probably has one book. What What would be the book of Boba Fett? What, what would his book be? So would I be think that what's... Book? I think that the book is really kind of like the blacklist. It's like his hit list. And it's like, like the Arrow? People... Like he's got like a list of people he has to take out? Yeah. The naughty or nice with. list. He's like uh-huh. he's like galactic intergalactic Santa Claus now. Santa Claus. Yeah. Ah, this is coming out around Christmas time, so this means this is a Christmas show. I mean, I'm sorry, Life Day or come sit on Boba Fett's lap and tell him who you'd like him <laughs> to murder. <laughs> <laughs> ho ho ho! He's no good to me, Dad. <laughs> You'll blast your eye out, kid. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's great. That's gold right there. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, great question, Cam. Great question. Thank you. Yeah. Another one comes to us from Loose Cannon, um, and this is a question on my mind. Uh, Will we learn how the hell he escaped the Sarlacc? What were the side effects? The side effects of spending so much time in it. I need this to be addressed. Thank you, Loose Cannon. It will be addressed. Address it, Teeb. Doesn't he have tentacle marks on his face? 
it looks like he has some kind head. of uh, octopian damage or of some sort, you know, suction octopian. cup damage. Very nice, very yeah. nice. You know, I, I, I've been hearing a lot of rumors lately that octopi are actually intergalactic travelers. I have heard that too. So maybe they all actually can trace their genealogy back to Sarlacc on Tatooine. To <laughs> the Sarlacc pit? <laughs> Every time you're having a calamari, you're eating a, a relative of Boba Fett's uh, uh, dwelling place, I guess. <laughs> well, I always thought it was like, okay, this has always confused me. Are the calamarians? Every time I eat calamari, am I eating like an Akbar? They're not calamarians, are they? They're calam- the Mon Calamar. Oh, Mon Calamar. Mon. Yeah. No, so yeah, like but you are eating they're an Jamaican. Akbar. They're Jamaican squids? Jamaican squid, the Mon. Hey, Mon. The Mon Calamari, Mon. It's a trap, Mon. Hey. Mon Calamar, don't cry. <laughs> no, you want to say that again? No, Boba, no cry? <laughs> what was that? No, Boba, no cry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, That's like the Sarlacc. That's exactly what happened in the Sarlacc. So that's your answer. So right. Sarlacc. Which I've been hearing rumors that we might actually be able to find out something direct from the source. Uh, stay tuned to that. We'll we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. My loaf cat is trying to scratch through the door. Tell your loaf cat we have important duties and to not interrupt. Here's our final question, Teeb, which comes to us for listener mail from Link Voximilian himself, who asks, how many Boba Fett actors will appear in this show? There have been so many over the years. I actually know this. I am uh, somehow connected to some people within the show, and I have heard that there will be 37 different actors representing Boba Fett. Amazing. I do hope that Mark Austin will get to reprise his role as special edition Boba Fett stand-in. Well, Matt LeBlanc will be playing the hands of Boba Fett. Ah, Matt Matt LeBlanc? Matt LeBlanc, not Mel Blanc. (laughs) Matt (laughs) Matt LeBlanc. LeBlanc. (laughs) I believe he is uh, Joey on Friends, and he he does have um, spectacular hands. I can't wait so. for that. He's it's will be his induction into Star Wars canon. Oh, I know. I mean, Joey. Hey, hey how you how you I'll doing? I'll be Fennec there Chan? for you <laughs> on Tatooine. I'll be there. No, but each appendage of Boba Fett will be represented by a different actor, a very famous actor hmm. in Hollywood. So it'll be kind of like a Voltron thing. Yes, and at the very end, you will see him. You know do like a whole like joining sequence and he will join all of his parts into uh not Taiki Waititi. I can't think of his name now. Tamora Morrison. That guy. Sounds promising. No offense, Mr. Merson. I would be excited for uh a flashback of Boba Fett. Um maybe in the uh you know the subsequent years of escaping the the um, Sarlacc, so we might see a younger version of him somehow, uh, and maybe there will be some other actors playing him then. Well, wasn't there a lot of controversy about uh, the Mandalorian as far as uh, a certain actor feeling like he didn't get enough face time, and so he decided he needed to have his helmet removed completely arbitrarily in what would have been probably the best episode of the season, but. He ruined it and made it completely pointless to remove his mask, the sec- his helmet, the second time. Yeah. So his ego was basically, you know, more important than the show. So 
if that makes sense. Not that that ever happens in Hollywood. It never does. It never has. Not that I'm aware of. No, no. So. Well, we do appreciate all your listener mail. You can always get us at FSW Radio on Twitter or myself, Storm Duper, on Twitter. Uh, we'd love to read your mail or your questions anytime. So thank you very much. Well, Faking Universe, it's time for another edition of Galactic Faking News. And with me on the dusty sands of Tatooine, Galactic Pulitzer Award winner, Teeb Rontor. Hey, Teeb, can you hear me out there in the desert? Uh, it's a little choppy here. I, I can kind of hear you, yeah. What do you got for us today? Hi, I'm actually here with Mrs. Pitt, Mrs. Sarlacc Pitt. No relation to Brad. Hi, Mrs. Pitt. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about you lately. Oh, there's always talk about me. I'm very attractive and funny. <laughs> oh, you're funny. I did not know that. Well, 10,000 years ago, I had my own cooking show, don't you know? Wait, are you a good cook, or are you funny? I'm an excellent chef, absolutely. So all of your dishes were, like, funny dishes, or...? Well, you are what you eat, as they say. Ah, now, that's what we actually came here to talk about, is, uh, what you eat. Mmm, I eat anything that falls into my orifice. Is there, has there ever been anything that you just kind of didn't agree with? Mm, not typically. Uh, sometimes I do have a bit of a touchy stomach. After a few thousand years, I'll have to regurgitate a jawa or two. Ah. Especially if they haven't laundered their robes properly. Oh, I hate that, too. Ah, so you, do you have, a, like, a, like a preference, then? Do you, like... Calamari or Corians or My favorites are their good juicy Gamorian gods, if you must know. That really gets my blood going in the morning. Is it because they're so plump? Juicy juicy. I imagine they'd be kind of like the grapes of of uh, of of your species, I guess. Oh, are, are you you've never lived if you've never had Gamorian sashimi. Can I ask you a really personal question? Of course, I'm an open book. You can say that again. So, uh, you, um, how shall I put this delicately? There's been rumors, um, online that you released a tape, um, that, I don't know, I, how, how should I say this? Uh, let, let, let's, let's, let's say it a different way. So, how exactly does your species procreate? Oh, wouldn't you like to know? It's quite exciting. I, w I would like to know, actually. You have probably heard of some predatorial creatures who mate and then kill their mate. Well, we saw that do it oppositely. First, we eat our prey, and then we copulate with them feverishly, sometimes a hundred at a time. Ah, okay, so I think we might be getting this something here. There's a certain... I, I don't know if you are aware of the status of any people that you eat. Has there been anybody that, of, of any notoriety that you are aware of? I did encounter one bounty hunter who I digested, attempted to digest, I must say, a few, a few decades ago. Aha. Uh -huh. So, would he you happen to know? He was quite handsome. Oh, okay. So, now when you're eating somebody, if they are very handsome, do you give them like a pass or something like that? Or? Well, normally it depends on how he performs in the Sarlacc bedroom, you know? And he performed excellently, exquisite, one of my finest mating sessions, if you must know. 
Well, I'm just telling you what the internet has been talking about. I don't have any dog in this hunt whatsoever. I just have been hearing a lot of rumors that maybe the reason that a certain infamous bounty hunter was given passage uh, is because he knew how to handle your passage. And my tentacles! Don't forget about those! Everyone's always forgetting about those! They're some of the most erogenous parts of the Sarlacc! If you really want to know the gory details, you'll have to visit my Sarlacc-only fans. I'm not going to spill it all here, but suffice to say, after his session, I definitely was keen to release him into the wild sands of Tatooine. Well, there you have it. Uh, so it sounds to me like, uh, Mr. Fett, uh, knew what he was doing around, uh, your tentacles. Oh, he certainly did. How about yourself? Are you keen for a bit of digestion and mating this fine afternoon, Mr. Reporter? Actually, I am, uh, taken, uh, by several, uh, different species. So... I haven't given birth to a new Sarlacc in over 30 years. Ah, well, that's an interesting question. Uh, where would your uh, progeny be located right now? They spread throughout the desert of Tatooine. Sometimes they're adopted and put into exotic, exotic zoos on other planets. I have heard of the hologram, the the, the hologram zoos, but um, I didn't know we had any um, Sarlaccs in captivity. That must be Haven't really exciting for you. Haven't you heard of the new Disney Plus documentary coming out next year, Sarlacc King? No, I, I didn't know that. I thought that uh, they, they played that out enough on uh, on the old uh, Netflix there, but uh, I didn't know that Disney was uh, going to be tapping into that, uh, so to speak. It's going to be exquisite! Well, uh... You're looking pretty good to me! Here, just touch my tentacle. Just give it a little touch, I won't bite. Come a little closer, I'm nice and warm inside. I, uh, will take your word for There's it. There's plenty of room for you. I can see that. Now, uh, yeah, um, I'm good, I... Uh, You're looking pretty spicy there, Mr. Reporter. Uh, th thank you, it's a, it's a new suit. Um, I'd prefer to keep it looking, uh, mm, nice and sharp, thank you very much. It's pretty hot on Tatooine, let's get you out of that suit. No, 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 thank, no thank you. No, no thank you. No thank you, no thank you. No, 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 no thank you. Come thank here, you. baby. Well, Teed, uh, it's time to take a look at um, some interesting stuff that, that we found on the internet uh, this week. Um, you know who Robert Rodriguez is, right? Did he do the zombie stuff? Uh, yeah, he's done a lot of different things. Um, he actually directed several episodes of The Mandalorian, I think, didn't he? Oh, you're talking about Robert Rodriguez. I'm sorry. Correct, sir. You yeah. have to say it with the proper, you know, uh, uh, tonal enunciation. Otherwise, I, I, I'm like, you know. Well, he has been kind of at the it. helm of the Book of Boba Fett. I don't know if you knew that. Um, and to my knowledge, there's going to be seven or eight episodes. I've heard different things. So um, we're not really sure on that. But he definitely directed at least three of them. Uh, and he did the first one. And what he said in, in the news uh, this week was that the show is going to, quote-unquote, shake up Star Wars. 
and that the first episode, along with every episode, um, but especially the first episode, has major surprises. Um, and that's why uh, all the stuff in the trailer is from the very first half of the episode. Apparently, something crazy is going to be happening in that second half of the first episode. So uh, what do you think is in store? I mean, are we going to be talking surprise in terms of plot, uh, surprise in terms of character? Uh, what do you think's happening here? Well, obviously, Mark Hamill's going to be in one of them. Because that guy just can't stay out of anything. At this point, he's going to be in every Star Wars property, at least digitally, huh? Yeah, and they're going to put him in somehow. So he's going to make a dramatic return to Tatooine to, like, hang out with Boba Fett and feast well, on the... Well, he forgot his keys. It turns out he forgot his keys to the to <laughs> the, uh, the X-Wing, so he has to come back and get them. Yeah. Right, right. And it's he... like the Toyota thing, right, with the fob. So now they're charging. I don't know if you've heard about this, but they're actually charging you to have your possession of your fob. It's like going to be a subscription fee. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe he had to come back for his X-Wing fob because those aren't cheap, and now you're going to have to pay monthly for them. That's true, and it makes sense Space because he, he needed to take his X-Wing, and after he got it off, uh, off the... Uh, um, the bottom of the uh, swamp on Dagobah, he needed to dump it into the bottom of the ocean of Octo. So he did. Yeah, need he that dumps fog. it a lot in the water. I mean, yes. I hope this thing is rustproof because Jesus, right? Pretty rough on it. So you're predicting Luke Subaru. Skywalker, and do you think that's going to happen in the first episode? Sure, why not? Just blow it all out. Amazing, amazing. I think we're going to see some lightsabers. Um, I think we're oh, going to see the return of an old lightsaber. Uh, I think it could be Luke's lightsaber um, from Empire Strikes Back. I think somehow that is going to play into the plot of this show. Uh, I don't you think know with why. Maz Kanata getting your hands on it. You mean? Yeah, I do. I think I think somehow Maz Kanata and Boba Fett and this criminal underground somehow it's going to explain how that lightsaber ended up in Maz Kanata's possession. Um, Interesting. I don't know why I think that. I just have a feeling that somehow we're going to see some reference to lightsabers of the past. The other theory would be that somehow we're going to see Mace Windu's lightsaber in- involved. Um, the reason I think we're going to have to see a lightsaber is because I see Boba Fett fighting um uh, uh boca raton uh bocatan uh for the dark saber or sorry fighting the mandalorian uh, who's now in possession of the dark saber um and he's gonna need a, a weapon that's worthy uh and what other weapon than a vintage lightsaber that you can buy at galaxy's edge i don't know i i think that you know i think the star wars fandom is obsessed with weapons i think they have a real problem they're obsessed with fascists they love the stormtroopers and then they love the the lightsabers which you know decapitate people i mean we really need to have a conversation about how all these dangerous weapons are in the hands of teenagers it's getting kind of out of hand so now we're gonna have another one we're gonna have another weapon is gonna be in the streets yeah i don't like it what color is it going to be? That's well, all anybody cares about anywhere now. What color? And will it be able to like you know go big or long, or short and you know like envisions is you know can it go like all the way across the galaxy? Those are only the know. Asian lightsabers. Or more like Mace Windu's lightsaber. Am I am I right? Right. Yes. So I think it's going to be Luke's or Mace's, and he's going to use it to fight the Mandalorian. So you think that. Boba Fett is going to fight the Mandalorian? Yeah, because he's going to try to get the dark saber. Or the dark saber? Yeah, because he wants to be king of Mandalore. Boba Fett? Yeah. Boba Fett? Boba Fett. Where? Yeah. <laughs> Think about I, it. Boba Fett, I... Boba Fett has been has been very loyal to his lineage as a Mandalore for, throughout Star Wars, and now he is already sitting on a throne, and so this is where it all starts. He's not a Mandalorian. He is a Mandalorian. He's a clone. 
But but as he says in the show, The Mandalorian, he is a Mandalorian, and that means that he is. Now he did oh, take you his just mask. Identify off. yourself, so I can just say I am uh, Thai. I'm Thai, right? I'm I'm from space right. Thailand. But but this is confirmed in canon that he is a Mandalorian, or that Jango Fett at least was a Mandalorian. Okay, Jango might have been. Well, that makes but... him a Mandalorian. No, he's not his son. He's his clone. Teeb, you're being difficult. Accept I it. am being difficult because it's like it, it, I, I need to know is he legally allowed to vote in Mandalorian elections? Yes, yes he no? is. Yes, he is. Why? He's not a Mandalorian. He was not born a Mandalore. Mandalore was destroyed by the Jedi. There is no Mandalore. But but Din Djarin wasn't a, wasn't wasn't born on Mandalore, and he's a Mandalorian. He's not a Mandalorian. He just calls himself a Mandalorian. He's a big faker. He should be on this show. So you're saying that every Mandalorian that wasn't born on Mandalore is a faker? I believe that he does not have the right to that throne or that sword. And I believe Boca Raton would agree with me. So Boca Raton is the one who deserves it. So, okay. So maybe he loses, okay? But at least he's going to try. I mean, I know that Disney is not going to let a woman lose to a man, probably. For the dark saber? Yeah. (laughs) So maybe maybe Boca Raton (laughs) gets the dark saber back from from the Mandalorian in 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 some way shape or form and then she will fight boba fett maybe they'll get married that would be awesome that that would be interesting she'll slay fennec sand who hasn't been able to produce an heir for boba fett because of her cyber uterus and boca raton will roll up being all fertile and stuff and sexy and she's like come on baby let's repopulate the species (laughs) and then they can both have the dark saber they can kind of like share it you know one night mm-hmm. she has it, one night he has it, you know, a little bit of whatever, back and forth. Sounds very kinky, very kinky. Very so, bigamist. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Boba the bigamist. <laughs> he's got Fennec Shand, and then he's got, you know, Boca Raton. He's got everything. Oh, uh, it's a great callback. I love it. Apologies to Katie Sackhoff. <laughs> That may be your best callback you've ever had, man. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so, all right. So, uh, aside from Luke Skywalker, lightsabers, what else do you expect to see in this series that we may not have seen in the trailer? Muppets. Um, okay. Like a whole musical number with Muppets. <laughs> Boba based Fett as a lounge singer? No, based on Batu. Very similar to the, the Muppets uh, Haunted Mansion. They will have a complete Muppets uh, dedicated episode similar to, like, The Fly in uh, Breaking Bad where, you know, it's just a complete, uh, what do they call it, can or whatever the hell they call that in in serial releases. But, you know, just a little canned episode where it can stand on its own and it'll have Muppets and they'll be singing all about Batu and Galaxy's Edge and it will be dedicated to that guy who spins the... The big, you know, the droid who has to spin that that pit pig for eternity at at, at uh, Galaxy's Edge. Anybody who's been there knows exactly what I'm talking about. That poor bastard droid who has to just keep spinning that pit droid or pit pit pig forever, just 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 forever. So yeah, I think we'll see that. I, I think we'll see a complete Muppets uh, musical number. Um, we may even see Mrs. Piggy. She is a Mrs. Pig in space. Piggy. She's now Mrs. Piggy. 
Uh, is she Ms. Piggy or Miss Piggy? Mrs. Piggy. She's Mrs. Piggy. She's been married to Frog, Frog and Pig. I now, you know, with the heart is big, I now pronounce you Frog and Pig. Oddly That's enough, canon. I just watched the Muppets Take Manhattan last week, and they do get married at the end legally by a by a priest. So she a is singing priest. Technically, Hello? Mrs. Piggy. Priest. Yes. Like, if you don't get married by a singing priest, are you even really married? I don't know. Now because you share a love so big, I now, now pronounce you frog, frog and pig. pig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, my favorite part of that movie is when you can see uh, Kermit riding that bike, right? Actually, no. My very favorite part of that movie is, <laughs> how about Ocean Breeze soap will get you clean? <laughs> Yeah, with all his frog friends, gosh. That, that's kind of like, creepy. Oh, what 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 are sweet and she canceled the wedding <laughs> <laughs> When he's like got the amnesia and she's like, No, we're in love. He's like, We're in love? <laughs> I'm in love with a pig? <laughs> so great. Maybe I could uh, bring home the bacon. Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Uh, anyway, cross species, yeah, cross species copulation has been a theme of this episode so far, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that says about us as humans. Yeah, it says we should. It says we should be. It says that we should be reading other websites other than FakingStarWars.net. I think. Um, all right. No, well, there are no other websites. Here's a. Here's my question: Are we gonna see any characters from the sequel trilogy in any way, shape, or form? Is this gonna play into Snoke or how he's created or how the Emperor was sequestered oh and quarantined uh, for being COVID positive on the planet uh, Testicle or anything like that? Uh, what What's going on uh, with that? In terms I of, do, I narrative? do think you're 100 percent correct about Maz Kanata. I think she's gonna be in it okay in some capacity because they've made a point about how she's li- when you've lived a thousand years or whatever the hell it is you know when you've lived this long Ooh, what about oh what's her name um oh god she was the little person in dune oh god she was in um it was she was the bad guy in uh the crime boss in solo not fortuna that doesn't sound right lady proxima proxima is that right yeah, yeah Lady her. Proxima. I wonder if she'll be in it. On, on, I wonder on, if they're going to talk um, about um, Corellia. Corellian narratives here don't seem to be far away. I mean, uh, but but didn't ah, she kinda, Maul. Darth Maul. Or but didn't he, she get sunburnt like to death uh, in Solo? I don't think it was to death. I don't think it was to death. Really, she looked pretty messed up there, man. Like she needed to see a dermatologist, something fierce after that. Well, what about Boba Fett? Hello, he looks like he needs a dermatologist. Well, what about dermatology in 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 the you know in Star Wars? There needs to be some some more uh, respect paid to dermatologists, I believe. We don't generally see a lot of doctors that tends to be taken over by robots. <laughs> well, that's where we're going to, buddy. You should yeah. watch Russell Brand. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Remote surgery is a thing in Star Wars as well as the real world now. That's true. So, um I guess that's really just a taster of what you can expect when we unleash the actual Book of Boba Fett review podcast. Uh, As yet, we have not revealed the name of that uh, subtitled episode series, but it will be appearing. um, I think that the episodes release Wednesday morning at 3 a.m., so we'll probably record those on Thursday nights and release them like early the next week, you know, maybe on on Monday or something like that. So look for them. Uh, If you have ideas, if you have anything you want to share with us about that, please get on us on Twitter 
Um, but sadly, Teeb, uh, that's all we have time for today. I'm, I'm really sorry, uh, but your smell is just starting to clog up my mask nostrils, and I can't take it anymore. Well, I do think that our, 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 best, uh, our best moment of this show was definitely speaking to Mrs. Pitt. Your time spent I, on I really Tatooine, you know, has, has clouded your mind somehow. You were kind of off after uh, you got back from Tatooine. I, I'm worried about you. Did she inject you with some kind of, um, I don't know, like aphrodisiacal venom or something? I, I mean, I'm just saying, as far as Starlax goes, she mentioned that she has, like, a, you know, a daughter my age, so... I'm just saying. I mean, maybe she's like, you know, maybe I could. You don't want to rob the better. rob the the Dune Sea uh, for your Sarlacc, uh, I guess. You know, you're not a cradle robber in that sense, are you? No, I mean, she's like 20, 25. You know, it's legal. And, you know, we're both consenting species. I'm just saying. I'm not gonna get with her mom, but you know, there's some, there's some holes around Tatooine. Sounds like a show, the Sarlacc monologues. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> <laughs> All we'll right. Have, uh, we'll have, uh, what's her name? Deborah Messing. Deborah Messing will, will, will do the, uh, the monologues. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. All right. And team. Alyssa Milano. <laughs> Alyssa Milano. Great. Yeah. She's welcome She's anytime. I love Netflix. her. Um, got a new, who, what's that? Who do She's you love? welcome anytime. I love her. Alyssa Milano. She's great. She's good for something. Yeah. If you do listen to us, Alyssa Milano, you're, you're welcome to come on and talk about Sarlacc sex. So. Or anything else you want to talk about. That's if, true. Uh, if she likes Star Wars, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, we can have her on the show. For sure. Well, sadly, Teeb, that is all for this week. Uh, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find us? You can follow Faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram and Meta. At Faking Star Wars. Oh, I'm sorry. And on, is it Facebook now? Is it Meta? I'm so confused. I guess it's still Facebook if you want to tell people where to go. But it's Meta if you're Mark Zuckerberg's brain. So I guess Facebook would be real Faking Star Wars. But everything else is pretty much Faking Star Wars. And if you want to submit a question for us on Twitter, please use the hashtag FSWRadio and we'll read it on a future episode. You can also get fantastic FSW t-shirts and other great gear just in time for the holidays by visiting our t-shirt site at bit.ly slash fswmerch. That's our Public store at bit.ly slash fswmerch. We always have some great Christmas designs up there. And if you want, go ahead and follow me on Twitter at StormDuper, our co-host in absentia today, Vegan the Hud, who couldn't be with us. Isn't that what in absentia means? Like, why do you say that twice? Like, you think they're stupid? You think our fans are too dumb to know what in absentia means? I'm nothing if I'm not redundant and repetitive, Teeb. And you can follow me at T-Brontor. That's T-E-E-B-R-O-N-T-R. And you can follow FSW Radio at FSW Radio on Twitter and Instagram as well. Sorry, I didn't mean to step on you. I thought you were just... You stepped all over my ass. There you go. If you like what you hear and you can support us financially, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash fakingstarwars. We implore you to sign up to become a patron. You'll support us fakers financially in order to create all this fantastic content. I just had to buy a brand new computer, by the way, so I would love some more support to pay for that. Um, And this is really just to help keep making the content that you love. But you also will get a reward. You can join us for as little as a buck a month. 
Yeah, you can join Jedi Padawan Stephen Howard and Jedi Knights Taxis Carlson and Keith Harmon. Please follow them as well on Twitter. They've been loyal supporters now for at least two years. And if you haven't written us a review, please consider giving us a five-star review on iTunes, Podchaser, or your podcast platform of choice. It really helps us appear when people search for Star Wars or Bigamy on their podcast app. If you write a funny review, like, you know, better than this show, we may even read it on an upcoming episode. And one more thing before we go, uh, you might know that we have had a Discord uh, account in the past. We've decided to merge our Discord with the one and only Cam Ray of Cam Ray Semi Productions. He works with Snake Faking Star Wars. He's a great guy. His Discord's very active. So head to bits.ly slash Cam Ray Discord. That's C-A-M-R-A-Y Discord. Bit.ly slash Cam Ray Discord to join on discussions about all things Star Wars, cat memes, and more. Can I just say... That is news to me. I did not know that. I will definitely be getting on that Discord because I think Cam is really good. He's good. He's good. He's, he's good. He's got a really good brain. He's got he's got a he's got the biggest brain. He does. He's got a big brain. Big, big, big old brain. cam has got a big old brain. Um, as always, please stay tuned to fakingstarwars.net for quality Star Wars comedy parody and satire. And thanks to you all of our little followers out there for listening and of course may the foe be with you see you next time this podcast is part of the faking fandom media network go to fakingfandom.net to check out all the sites and podcasts on our network